0: The Freed from the Real podcast is brought to you each week by PureMTGO.com, MTGOTraders.com, and CapeFearGames.com. You can listen to us each week on PureMTGO.com, MTGOTraders.com, and MTGCast.com.
1: And welcome to Free From The Real, episode 203. I'll be one of your hosts, AJ. With me are both Keir Salai. Hey, guys. And Sebastian Park. Hey, everybody. As ever, this is the Free From The Real podcast, bringing you all the news that's fit to listen to regarding the online game and stuff from the offline game of interest to us, such as the latest spoilers from Gatecrash. Wizards has been handing out the uh, Christmas presents uh, all the way through the holiday season whilst their website has technically been just on repeats. And we now have the mechanics for all five guilds. Woo!
0: Yeah, so that's an exciting way we can start off our podcasts in 2013 with some fun spoiler knowledge. Um, So let's go ahead and we can talk about the cards, but let's break down the mechanics really quickly for each guild. So for the first one, uh, we have the Simic Guild with the mechanic Evolve, uh, which essentially says whenever another creature... It's, a ta- it's an ability that goes on creatures. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, if it has greater power or toughness than this creature, you put a plus one, plus one counter on the creature with Evolve. So basically, you yeah. keep playing big, bad monsters, and your creatures evolve and grow to meet those other monsters.
2: Yeah, and I think it's a great take on a, on the mechanic they used to have. And it's, you know, the token base. If you guys remember, Simics were very token base. Uh Kind of a bit, yeah. And yeah, and so that's given that like an idea of like growing and like evolving and evolution and whatnot. Uh, I think it's just a great, great extension of that.
1: Yeah, whenever something comes into play, one month
2: counters are involved. It's pretty much a continuation, really. Yeah, and and that combined with graft, man, that'd be some crazy stuff. Yeah, and that's one of the things they had talked about is how
0: they want the two mechanics to play nicely together, um, and obviously getting extra plus one counters this way and conjunction with graft, a mechanic where creatures could trade plus one plus one counters and do all sorts of crazy stuff there. You can build some, some crazy fun madness with, uh, old and new Simic.
1: Now the example card we've got for this is Fathom Mage. Two colorless, uh, one green, one blue, one one with a And whenever a plus one plus one counter is placed on Fathom Mage, you may draw a card.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty, pretty beastly in limited, uh, for sure. You know, play them on turn four. You're pretty much guaranteed the next creature you play is going to draw you a card and then potentially many more creatures thereafter, so. And in the meantime, you get this fatty that continues to grow and grow. Yep.
1: Now, the real fun thing will be when we're drafting the two together or playing in, um, standard and say if we combine this with, um, the
0: scavenge mechanic.
2: Yeah, coming back into play, or even or even Restoration Angel, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because Restora- Restoration Angel could come into play, put a counter on it, and then you could flicker another big creature, put another counter on it, throw more cards.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 an absolutely ridiculous mechanic, especially if you think about like uh, you can actually draw out your deck with two of them, right? Because you can just flicker the other Restoration Angel.
0: but uh, rest. Well, restoration, Angel is not restoration an Angel. angels, non-angels
1: can't. Time. Yeah, they can't flicker themselves.
0: That's true. Yeah, there'd be too many broken combos if they could flicker angels. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, I mean, in any case, it's it's an interesting mechanic that uh, I think we're gonna see a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, once it starts to come out. Yeah,
0: we also had another evolved creature pop up, and that was the Simic Flux Mage, and this is kind of like um, Rootborn Defenses was, where someone got it in a pack of the current set at Friday Night Magic. Um, and it is two in a blue for a one-two with evolve, and a one in a blue move a plus one plus one counter from Simic Flux Mage onto target creature. Um, so that would also work very nicely with the Fathom Mage. Get your counters on your Flux Mage, move them over to the the Fathom Mage, draw more cards. Yeah, definitely.
1: Let's move on to. Um, let's go for the Dimir. This is an interesting one. Uh, the mechanic is Cypher. Um, after you play a spell, exile this spell card encoded on a creature you control. Whenever that creature deals combat damage to a player, its controller may cast a copy of the encoded card without paying its mana cost. That's a pretty cool... They do seem to have some... Go no, you go ahead. They do seem to have some very evocative uh, ways of phrasing it. I mean, encoding a Cypher onto a creature, that's... Very much the um, intelligence gathering black
0: ops guild,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and they're just preparing us for when they, you know, for when we can assemble contraptions, of course. So adding in words of that Mm. effect. No, but seriously, yeah, but seriously though, um, funny thing, funny story on this. When I first read this card, it was a little, it was late at night, and I was very confused by it, and I thought it was broken, Um, because originally I thought with cipher you could just exile the card and just put it on the creature. (laughs) And I was like, "Wait, do you have to do this as a sorcery? What's going on?" Because I was thinking you could attack, and they don't block, and then you just exile Whispering Madness and cipher it onto him, and suddenly you get a free windfall. Um, then I reread the card and I saw the word "then." You may exile and figured out, "Oh, you have to cast it, and then you can put it on there." So in a way, it's kind of like Haunt, um, but more appropriate and very flavorful for the Demir Guild, like you said.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely an interest it's going to start inter- interacting with standard in a very interesting way so
0: yeah because yeah, i mean d- depending upon what cards we have for cypher because we know we have invisible stalker who is an unblockable untargetable creature um that would work very well with cypher given if i don't think whispering madness is going to do it i don't think a really that interesting enough card to do um with him but the mechanic itself would work very well with that card so we'll see what he brings
1: you can just imagine there'll be um, some kind of uh, um, discard mechanic, reveal a card, pick a hand from it, discard it. You can stick that on this guy and on um, uh, Invisible Stalker and Good Times. Mm-hmm. Also, bound to be a card draw one as well, really.
0: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if there are any instant speed ciphers, um, which will make combat very interesting in Gate Crash Limited, if that's the case. Mm. Essentially, double dipping. Yep.
2: Uh, but a promising mechanic to be sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the mechanics generally have been, I'd say, very, very good since apparently Invasion. So, or or Kamigawa sp- specifically. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One that one that kind of missed the mark for me um, was uh, I thought was it Radiate or Radiance, the original Boros mechanic. I didn't think that was really that impressive. Um, but what I do find pretty cool is the new Boros mechanic, and that is Battalion.
2: Yeah, the Battalion is it's a great mechanic. Uh, the, the example card we have for Battalion was, wasn't it the? Wait, we have two now, right? Uh, no, we have the Fireman Avenger. Is the only one okay. I've seen with it. But I'm, so that that brings back some great memories because I remember Fireman Angel being one of the first cards, first rares I ever had. Uh, and Firemain Avenger is two red and a white. So it's a four mana card. He's an angel, obviously. If you guys understand Firemain, so uh, flying three three. But Battalions that whenever never Fireman, Avenger and at least two other creatures attack. Uh, Firemain Avenger deals three damage to target creature or player, and you gain three life, which is a pretty cool like mechanic and also a great like uh, hearkening to how Firemain Angel works. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: more of a hearkening to. Um... Uh, Lightning, Helix,
2: yes, Lightning as well. Helix as well. Yeah, yeah that card. That's a card i want to see back in standard. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get that, but
0: this is a great way to to remember it, and certainly a cool mechanic. So basically, whenever the creature with Battalion and two other creatures attack, you will get some kind of effect. Um, and quite frankly, I, I kind of like this card. Even you know, a four mana three three flyer. That you know, if you're going all out Boros aggro, you get a Lightning Helix along the way as you attack. You could clear blockers out of the way, or just go to the face.
2: Yeah, definitely. I would have loved it if he had, uh, or if she, I suppose, had this uh, the same uh, stats as Fireman Angel, because mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty cool. But I just think have been a little too good. Yeah. Well,
1: if you think about it, costing four as opposed to costing six, I'll take a uh, minus one reduction for power and power for uh, two mana reduction in cost.
2: Yeah, that, that, and uh, uh, the removal for strike, which probably would make this card very, this key, um, creature very hard to kill. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I also love the potential,
0: you know, because we already know the guild leader, Aurelia, the war leader, who gives you, does a relentless assault whenever she attacks, you get a second attack step. That was already a pretty cool card and pretty, you know, interesting, given she has haste. But now that we know the battalion mechanic is based on attacking with multiple creatures, she'll really kind of seal the deal. Um, if you attack with multiple battalion creatures, you get all these crazy effects, and you get to do it a second time during your next attack step. Yeah.
1: Attacking with Aurelia the War leader and, fire, and two firemen Avengers is lethal. Yeah, that's pretty much that's game. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so that'd be fun. Um, so overall, I like I like how it's a much more aggressive mechanic than I think Radiance was. And it's more creature-based, like I feel like it should be for Boros. I'd give this one a big thumbs up.
1: Now, one mechanic which um, very much fits the guild is Extort, which is what uh, the Orzhov are getting. Uh, whenever you cast a spell, you may pay a hybrid black or white. If you do, each opponent loses one life, and you gain that much life.
2: Yeah. Can I just say that this ability is going to do... is going to really mess with Popper, I have a feeling? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, that's, that's just what I get the feeling of. I mean, like, Extort is completely in the flavor of Orzov and I think that's... it's a great mechanic. Maybe... it may not be as a big of an effect... In, uh, standard. But for Popper, I think that's, that's gonna be huge.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's very underestimated right now from what I've seen people in comments that I've just kinda read through on the internet. Um I think people are gonna lose a lot of limited games to, to Extort before they realize how powerful it is. They're gonna really undervalue these cards, and mm-hmm. better players are gonna come along and, and kinda crush them. They're gonna be like, oh wow, Extort just kinda rolled me. And so I think it, like, Based on what I see now, I think it's going to be pretty underrated, and you'll find that early on, extort is going to be a very powerful limited uh, draft strategy.
2: Agreed. Yeah, and, and the other thing that's really I thought the uh, the, the wording was great was that they're in keeping in mind the ability to play these cards in, say, commander type of EDH type formats. It's if you do, it's each opponent loses one life and you gain that much life instead of one for one, which I thought was a great great mechanic. Uh, boarding.
0: Yeah, in multiplayer, that's that's definitely an advantage. And the interesting thing is we know the rules text is exactly as stated. It's not variable, so it's whenever you cast any spell with an extort uh, card in play, it's going to cost you one mana, either a white or black. It's not some cards that won't be two and a
2: black or three and a black or black, white, black, white. It's always going to be pay one mana, drain for one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those crazy things where people don't see how powerful it is because they, ha- they haven't seen board positions where you have to four four, and you have like another four four, and like a two five, mm-hmm. and three of them have big store on them, and suddenly it's it's near it's turn nine, and he just he decides to play a, a draw a card spell, and he's somehow lightning helix you. So mm-hmm.
1: now the really fun bit comes when you realize there's um, when you've got mechanics like buyback or flashback in standard, and you can just keep on extorting and extorting until you uh, run out of um, uh, mana and or cards.
2: Yeah, or, it might be a new way to store yeah,
1: Or they run out of life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I suppose that's always a possibility, but yeah.
1: what a chance for that they that happen. They
0: can't pay the bribes anymore, uh, so game over. <laughs> the iron ones, mm. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so cool mechanic and a lot of fun. The example card we had uh, was Treasury Thrall. Which is four, a white and a black for a four, four with extort. And whenever it attacks, you may return an artifact creature or enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. So basically, given the opportunity, like, not only are you cracking in for four, but you get to get buyback spells, which you can then cast again to extort your opponent again.
2: Yeah, it's a ton of fun. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great card. By the way, all these, a lot of these cards that we've mentioned have been rares. So don't think everyone, my god, all the entire gate crash is broken.
0: Yeah, I think I think all the preview cards that we got to that they released to show off the mechanics were rares. Um, yeah, so but good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Now the final mechanic is Blood Rush, which is um, I'm not sure whether it's going to be altered cost per card, and in fact might be, but target creature attacking creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number is the power and toughness of the creature. It's a bit strange because the example is rubble hulk's power and toughness are equal equal to the number of land you control. Its blood rush is um, one red green, discard rubble hulk and target creature gets X plus X plus X where X is the number of land you control.
2: Yeah. I mean it's it's one of those like interesting it's uh they, they set up the mechanic and rubble hulk is an interesting way that they're messing with it. So
0: it's, are we? Have, has that been confirmed that that's the way the blood Rush is? I was kind of hopeful still that it's going to be, like, pay a lesser cost of the creature and discard it to get a spell-like effect that's similar to the creature. Do we know that it's always pumping the creature?
2: Oh, uh, we don't. Yeah. The, the only card we have as of recording is Rubble Hall. Yeah. So.
0: However,
1: given that the mechanic is called Blood, blood rush, rush.
2: Yeah.
0: No, you're you're right. Kinda. It makes sense uh, thematically and and. Evocatively, I'm just kind of hopeful because, quite frankly, it's pretty lackluster as it stands in my mind.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but it's Gruul. If um, yeah. of all the guilds, Gruul is the one which is most um, uh, at a disadvantage in Ravnica, the guild of uh, uh, the wilderness and um, uh, nature in its purest form on a on a
0: planet of city. Yeah, that that is true. Um, it also just reminds me a lot of what was the the Lorwyn block mechanic. Um, um. Yeah, reinforce. Reinforce. Yeah, where you would discard cards for a smaller cost to give them bonuses. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. We'll we'll see, but yeah, as of right now, rubble Hulk not doesn't impress me that much.
2: I mean, I think it would be interesting. And obviously, we don't know yet, and by the time this recording comes out, people probably may have better ideas than us. But it'd be interesting if they also gave like some minor effects, like trample, or or something like that.
1: Yeah, that um if the card has an ability give the um blood rushed um card that ability
2: right exactly so like a, like that that'd be great with like first strike it looks like this is definitely a instant uh playable mechanic one so you can play any time but it'd be interesting for example, like you said if, if the card has trample you can give a trample if he has haste you can give your the um, you can rush the uh, Rebel rubble hulk into haste so yeah,
0: yeah it'll be I'm, it'll be
2: interesting to see
0: uh more of that mechanic, but as of right now, nothing's. Nothing super... Nothing to write home to Mom about. Um, mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you've got enough lands for
1: lethal and uh, um, three mana untapped and an unblocked creature. Alright, yeah, you might
0: want to pen a letter to Mom for that one.
2: Uh, but that's about it. Mom! I, I just got destroyed by Gruul and limited. <laughs> <laughs> My Orzhov deck didn't work. <laughs> he lights. but...
0: I, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why drink for one when you can attack for 20? <laughs> All right. Um, and because of the holidays, it's kind of all the news we have for you this week, um, so we'll just kind of roll on into the prices.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now this week we had um, a quite a bit more since we didn't have them last week. We went ahead and dug into the modern format since PTQ season for Modern is up and running, and took a look at a lot of the winning desk, decks and the cards therein to find out where they are now.
2: Mm-hmm. It yeah, seems I mean,
0: Tarmogoyf is still a little bit expensive.
2: Yep. Oh no, no, obviously not. I mean, Goyf, Goyf is one of those cards that is used to be seventy, seventy, seventy-seven, but now it's at, at, a, at a huge discount, seventy-six, seventy-seven.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, news of Modern Masters does, in June does nothing to help the need for him during the PTQ season now. So
2: we've seen his price rebound after the initial freakout that everyone had. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, even in real life, I've seen the prices start to creep back up. So, uh, Dark Compadons, for example, here, you see our 2346, which is much cheaper than the real life playset that, that, that are running online on eBay for about like 160. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for four. Whereas here, online, you got a huge discount. You can pick up four for 90.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Another, a new big bad member to the group is the recently unbanned Scapeshift, uh, combo deck, <laughs> which is now available. And is now up to 21 hits, uh, which is surprising because it hasn't posted a great number of results. Um, but obviously, if you want to play the deck, you need four of them. And it's doing decently enough, and it may still continue to pick up steam. People have only just gotten to play with it in the new modern format. And alongside of it, it's big bad cousin uh, Prismatic Omen, returning all your lands into mountains so you can instant kill, is at 926.
2: And um, some cool cards are really starting to jump in price since uh, they've since we've seen a return. Would be um, the Innistrad Past in Flames uh, has jumped all the way up to eight thirty-two after taking a big dive, and we're almost sold out too. And that's the one that uh, gave each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard flashback, which was a I believe a, um, a combo deck that started to emerge towards the end of the last Modern season. Yeah. Also, another card that I didn't think I'd see again. Um, Kiki Jiki, the Mirror Breaker, he's back. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, the Splinter Twin combo decks are alive and well, and um, there weren't enough positive legends in From the Vault to get people to pick that up, I guess. So, yeah, if you want to play that combo deck, and you're going to need a couple of those. It's going to set you back uh, half of Benjamin, apparently.
2: Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are uh, outside the United States, I think that's 30 or 40 euros. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to convert into pounds, too it? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that to the audience. All right. Um, he, yeah, I mean, we, we have a, we have a great list of uh, prices you guys can check out. I mean, things that are interesting to see is that Restoration Angel is, is one card in standard that may start to see a creeping up effect because Restoration Restoration Angel, in my opinion, and I'm sure Kia agrees, probably very good in modern as well.
0: Yeah, um, we've you know she's already seeing some play in uh, Court of Calling. Uh, birthing Pod type decks, um, but that'll it'll be interesting to see what that does to her price. Because yes, she's seeing Plant Modern, she's becoming a PTQ card, but in those style of decks, you're typically going to play one, maybe two copies, um, because you have to make room for all your pieces of the combo, which include things like, you know, Elishnor, Iona, or all the random creatures, Linvala, that you would play uh, in that to, yeah, yeah toolbox style of deck. So. She'll probably creep up some, but it's not like she's like she is in standard where she's like a four of in multiple decks and dominating the scene. Agreed.
2: Okay. I think we should probably um, move on for most part. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of price to check out. Yeah, we have uh, a
0: full list. Basically, we went through and scanned a lot of the the four zero and three one decks, and we took anything that was remotely uh, valuable just to kind of give you a breakdown of where everything stands. Obviously, the biggest chunk of the list is going to be lands. Um, and there's some interesting ones there to keep an eye on. For example, like Stomping Grounds and Breeding Pool. Two cards that we know are going to be reprinted, um, in February. Like literally two months. <laughs> yeah. But if you need them now, you know, they're, hopefully you already got them because they've shot up to 25 and $18 respectively. And hopefully you can get rid of them before they come out because as we've seen from the Ravnica ones, they will crash. Uh, yep, or...
2: definitely misjudged that one on my part. <laughs> AJ, any final
1: thoughts on prices? Yeah. Um, One which stands out to me is Twilight Mire, being the uh, most expensive land um, of the ones we've uh, looked at, well, just behind Stomping Ground, (laughs) at um, just uh, just over $20. Um, But nothing else quite comes close. I wonder why that one in particular.
0: Yeah, uh, Cascade Bluffs is half that, and the other ones really weren't even noteworthy. The interesting thing was I just remembered, like, I remembered that Twilight Mire was good. I actually didn't find it in any of the deck lists that I was looking through. Um, I think I saw one copy very early on. But by and large, it really isn't in a lot of decks. Um, But yeah, it still has that hefty price tag being from Eventide, um, you know, which was both kind of an unexciting limited format and a time of low... User activity of magic online. So I think those two factors strongly correlate. Also being the second set in a two set block in a, in a weird section of time. So didn't get drafted too yeah. much. Hmm. Kind of a perfect storm yep. effect to where the card, you know, is up there. Luckily, it's not like a four of and a lot of decks are probably be a lot more expensive. And every other land from that set just isn't in the same ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, Cascade Bush is the only one that's close, and I think it's also from Eventide, but, um, I don't even remember the name of the Blue-Green one, and I didn't even see it anywhere, any lists. Yeah, I literally cannot remember the name of that land, uh, the Blue-Green filter land. So how popular it is then. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sorry? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, with so many dual Lands and the Shock Lands and the Sack Lands and <laughs> things like that, um... Uh, why would you want to risk playing so many of those where you get hands where you opening hand of double twilight mire and you're kind of screwed, you know? Mm. Yep. All right, but uh, yeah, let us know um, you know what you think of the prices. If you'd like us to keep looking at modern, if you'd rather focus on standard, if you want to see some goofy lists, uh, let us know. We get we're kind of flexible on the prices, so we can mess around with that.
1: Okay, let's move on to our question of the week. What do you want to see or get from Magic? In 2013,
2: mm-hmm. three Pro Tour wins, five GP Top eights. You know, like that. And a partridge, in a battery. So after after you wake up from that dream,
0: Sebastian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I, I think I'm going to really enjoy something that probably will occur sometime in the later half of next year, which would be the RG3, RG3, RGD, RGD, sorry, RG3, wrong person. Um, <laughs> Shift, yeah, the shift R- into R- our R- the football, football R- section of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't wait for double RGD, um, where we, we have Ravnica, uh, Guild Packed Ascension, and then we have Return to Ravnica, Cra- uh, Gate Crash, and the third one. <laughs> yeah, Dragon's Maze. Dragon's Maze. Dragon's Maze, yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be a really fun limited format. If not to do online, maybe even to do in real life. Like, a SEAL deck with those six packs would just be ridiculous, I feel. It's like, I, I'm I'm hoping for that, crossing my fingers. If you're listening out there, guys, let me know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for that as well, once we have the
0: full block. I, w- I would hope that Wizards would find a way and time to put that into place, because I think that would be so much fun, like you said. It would be very interesting. I think, you know, because they did a good job of making the mechanics relate to one another between the two blocks as best they could, that that would be really interesting. Um, so yeah, I look forward to that. And also the other thing I really want is for a realistic, reasonable, and impactful amount of modern masters to make its way onto Magic Online. Obviously in real life they're constrained with what they can do um, to a degree, and they're only doing a limited print run, but with Magic Online you have near infinite capacity, and obviously they have to be careful, they don't want to completely devalue everything But, I also don't want to continue to see people to be ridiculously priced out of formats, uh, that they want to play. Like, just looking through this Masters, or Modern, uh, Priceless people Symbol, there are so many cards on here that you would want to play play sets of that are, you know, like Thoughtseize, for example, is a $25 card, and often your, most decks are playing three to four copies of that main deck, and then usually fill it out on the sideboard. Uh, Dark Confidant is at 23. So that's two cards right there that cost you almost $200 out of, you know, eight cards of your 75 to get third of. And I feel like it's really, um, unnecessary that those prices be that high when they can do that. So really, I really hope they find a way to make Modern Masters affect the pricing so that Modern can be more successful.
1: I think what I'd like to see, um, there's, They've made some good progress with uh, plane chase in the past couple of years, and bringing that online was um, a great thing. But
0: I'd like to see Arch Enemy. That would be interesting. It'd be some tough coding coding ahead.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, really. Like, I think there's that's that's pretty much as big of a dream as winning three Pro Tours at this point. <laughs>
1: Oh, not necessarily.
2: They did uh, Commander.
1: They've done Plane Chase. They've done uh, uh, Momir. Arch Enemy is doable. Um, you could use a uh, similar setup to what they have with uh, Plane Chase, only have it only for one player.
0: Yeah, it's it. There is potentially possible. I'm not. It's not outside the realm of possibility. I'll give you that. But how high a priority yeah. that is compared to all the other Leagues. things they have going on? <laughs> Leagues. <laughs> like those are priority. Priority. Come on now, Smash.
1: <laughs> Since when have things which most people would prioritize been the thing which Wizards has done? Uh,
2: never.
0: That's true, yeah. So if, if there's seven people in the audience that care about it, maybe that means it's top of the list.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs>
0: Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, but I can see that being fun, especially, you know, for all the events that you guys do with tribal and commander uh, style events. That could certainly be a fun event to, to hold. Um, So speaking of which, we can go ahead and move on into what you've been playing. So, AJ, what event did you have for us this week? At the weekend, there was a
1: Commander Tribal uh, Combination Special event. Um, Two formats, which I have a little
0: bit of a reputation in. um, I did rather well. And uh, were there any specific constraints that we put, or it was just those two pieces together, the Tribal and Commander?
1: Well, in some cases, they allowed uh, a doubling up of tribes so you could fill out the full um, uh, uh, 99 card plus commander decks and certain uh, commanders available for tribes which, didn't, which don't have a legend. I went with uh, demons because, well, what else? You do love your demons. There's, some, there's something about a tribe in which whatever card you draw, you're able to drop a huge board-affecting monster, um, quite possibly kill half a dozen things, And still have a significant threat on the board. I mean, that's pretty much my style of commander anyway. All right. Drop drop something which ruins everybody else's day and generally have a good nice time.
0: I here, people, AJ likes ruining people's days.
1: In commander,
2: yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Rule zero is zero protection. (laughs) Very true. true. Uh,
0: Sebastian, how about yourself?
2: I've been playing a ton, a ton of standard. Uh, I've been splitting my time in prepping between two different events. I'm going to be at Grand Prix Atlantic City. Woo! Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and so I've been playing a lot of standard, uh, trying to get in as many a 2 man eight-man, and four-round standard tournaments as I can in between my multiple naps a day. <laughs> uh, Tough life. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's been a lot of fun. Wake up, play some standard, nap one.
0: Wake up, play some more standard. Nap two. Wake up, play some more standard. Go to sleep.
2: Yeah, I mean it's, it's, <laughs> the the way the four the four round standard queues seem to work out is that it's enough time to play four rounds. a Three hour nap to play four more rounds. Oh, to be back in college. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, and as for myself, like, yeah, as for myself, uh, I crammed in about a million four pack sealed events. Uh, since they were going by the wayside, I played as many as I could before they. Said bye bye on the client, and uh, it made me very sad. But uh, you know, it was a fun while it lasted. Since then, um, I've actually just been goofing off. I played some cube drafts uh, just for funsies, and I also wanted to get some Arcadian mask packs because I do enjoy—I don't know why—I don't know if "enjoy" is the right word, but I do like to play Arcadian masks drafts, um, and had a couple of fun cubes, including uh, twi- in, twice now. I've been past Black Lotus. Still don't understand, um, but it happens.
1: Well, I suppose the best, the top picks would be um, stuff which is uh, continuous rather than one-off. Because if you're building for, um, uh, you're building sealed rather than constructed. So uh, something which repeats is better than something which you get a one-shot from.
0: Yeah.
1: Unless you're going for the uh, turn one Jason Minds golf to play.
0: No, I wasn't that lucky. I just, you know, I had to settle for turn two Tamio. No big deal. Fair yeah. <laughs> And actually, the best one, though, was the—I actually had one turn where I ultimated Tamio, I ultimated Jace, which then went back to my hand, I cast Sun Titan, and got back my Black Lotus, which then let me go insane, obviously.
1: Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> that would be
0: genuinely—oh,
1: hey, Infinite mana and two active planeswalkers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like so i've got his ultimate you've got nothing because you've been jace ultimated and i'll just cast everything <laughs> yeah you go
1: and sit there for a while i'm gonna have some fun yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a fun that was a
0: fun one good times. all right well i believe that concludes our inaugural podcast of 2013 uh thanks for listening everybody uh, get out play some magic and enjoy the new year